Welcome to Speak Life. Today I want to talk to you about fighting the good fight of faith. The Apostle Paul, who wrote over half of the New Testament, made a statement found in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, when he said, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Well, maybe you're watching today and you're facing such a big problem in your life and you're not really quite sure how you're going to get through this problem. Well, I want to encourage you today that you're coming through by faith. You see, because your victory is going to be found in your faith. But in order to receive that victory, you're going to have to not only start out in faith, but you're going to have to finish in faith. How many faith projects have you begun that you just gave up? You just threw in the towel. You just quit. So you didn't win the faith fight because you became discouraged. You became tired. You became weary and you just gave up. Well, anytime that we make the choice to quit, we can't blame anybody but ourselves, really. We can't blame our family, our friends. We can't even blame the devil. You see, because this is a decision we decided to make. But we do need to be aware of the fact that the enemy wants to steal our faith. It's part of his job description, according to John 10.10. You see, he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So if we're going to successfully stay in the faith fight, we're going to need to be aware of the fact that the enemy is going to try to challenge us. Now, as an evangelist called into ministry, I have fought some pretty intense faith fights, fights that were so intense, in fact. Sometimes I wasn't really able to pray very much because the warfare was so intense that I had difficulty focusing. But one thing that I could do was to speak out of my mouth, Satan, you will not win this. I don't care what you're trying to tell me. I don't care what you're trying to show me. I will have the victory. We've got to understand that we're in a faith challenge. It's like whenever you start a challenge, the enemy is right there at the starting line wondering who is going to win, who is going to make it to the finish line. This faith challenge begins when you are believing God for something, something that God has promised you and the enemy tries to challenge you to give up on your faith. The Bible warns us in 1 Peter 5 and 8 that your enemy... Do you realize that you have an enemy? Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And the enemy will devour your faith if you allow him to. Now, one of the main ways that the enemy will try to steal your faith is by trying to get you to get into agreement with his lies. Now, once he's gotten you into agreement with his lies, he will begin to weaken your faith to the point that he can eventually steal your faith. You see, he'll lie to you through trying to tell you that you're never going to get a better job. He'll lie to you and tell you that that prodigal child is never going to be coming home. He will lie to you and tell you that your body is never going to be healed. Not only will he lie to you, but he will put a lot of stuff out there to try to get you to focus on, to try to look at the lies that he is creating in your life. And so in order to successfully keep our faith, we've got to keep our focus on what the Lord wants us to keep our focus on. 
Now we see an example of keeping our focus in Matthew 14 when we read about Peter and Jesus. Well, Jesus was standing on the water and Peter was in the boat and Jesus beckoned Peter to get out of the boat and to begin walking toward him. Well, now Peter started out in faith, but pretty soon he lost his faith, you see, because he began to look around. He lost his focus. He began to look around at the waves. He began to look around at the storm. And as he began to look around, he lost his faith. In order for us to stay in the faith fight, we've got to keep our eyes on where we're going. We have to keep our focus on the promise that God has given us. Because if we begin to lose our focus, we too will lose our faith. We can't look at the things that the enemy wants us to look at because he'll tell us, look at that. Did you see how much worse your situation is getting? Look how much worse your child is acting. Look how much worse that your body feels. Just look at what is going on in your situation. Just look. If he can only get you to look, he will weaken your faith. So as he begins to lie to us, we cannot even for one moment consider the lies that he is trying to tell us. Because if we begin to consider his lies, then we will begin to meditate on his lies. And as we begin to meditate on these lies, we will become weak in our faith to the point that he can steal our faith. So we don't even want to consider for for one moment the lies that he's telling us. I love the story about Abraham, the father of faith. He had such amazing faith. And when I read about Father Abraham, He really encourages me. In Romans 4, God spoke to Abraham and he told him that he was going to be the father of many nations. Well, when God spoke this to Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham did not even consider the fact that he was 100 years old. He believed God. The Bible says that Abraham did not stagger through unbelief, but that he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Have you ever watched somebody as they're staggering? One moment they're over here, the next minute they're over there, they're back and forth, they're up and down, they're all around. There's no stability to their walk. If you and I are going to keep our faith, we got to remain constant. We've got to remain stable. Our faith walk has to be assured. We've got to have stability in our faith walk in order to maintain our faith. We need to be fully persuaded, just like Abraham. Now, that word persuaded in the Greek means convinced or assured. Did you know that God wants you to have the assurance that what you're believing for is actually going to happen. He wants to assure you of this. He wants you to have that confidence. He wants you to be fully persuaded that what you are believing for is actually going to happen. And one way that he can do this is by confirming to you that it is indeed his will for you to have what you are believing for. Now, if it's not his will, We need to know. We don't want to waste time and energy believing for something that's not God's will. That wouldn't even be wisdom. So we need to know the difference. 
Now, one way that God can confirm to you that what you are believing for is his will is through his voice and through his word. And one of the main ways, one of the most powerful ways that he can confirm to you is through revelation. Now, that word revelation means an act of revealing or communicating truth. Truth is powerful. There's an example of revelation that is found in Matthew 16, 13 through 17. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then Jesus asked Peter, what about you? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus replied to Peter, blessed are you, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my father who is in heaven. This is an example of revelation. This is an example of divine truth that was revealed, that was exposed to Peter through the spirit of the living God. Now, every day in my prayer time, I thank God that I have divine revelation. I thank God that I have truth and that I know the truth in my life. I thank God that he is showing me revelation through his word. I thank God that he is showing me revelation as he speaks to me, that he is revealing truth through his voice and through his word. I thank God that I am not unwise to the situations that I am facing in my life, that I have his truth regarding every situation that I'm facing, not just my problems, but every situation. So I encourage you to do this. I encourage you to thank God for divine revelation because this is something that God can expose to you and only God, not man, but God will expose this truth to you. God doesn't want you to be kept in the dark regarding what you're believing for. He wants you to know the truth so you can be set free of all the lies of the enemy. And that freedom is going to provide a strength for you. He'll provide this revelation as you get into his word, as you seek him, as you pray and ask him to reveal this to you. He will reveal to you that what you're believing for, what you're fighting for, what you're maintaining your faith for is actually going to happen, that it is his will. It's not just your wishful thinking and it's not just your imagination. So continue believing for what he has confirmed to you is his actual will for your life. And when he gives you that confirmation, hang on to it. Hang on to that truth. Keep your focus on the truth that God has shown you. Don't look at what the enemy is trying to tell you. Don't listen to what the enemy is trying to say to you, but hold on to that truth that God has revealed to you and exposed to you by his precious spirit. Well, you might be thinking, well, I really want to do that. I want to keep the faith fight, but you just don't understand how big my problem is. My problem is huge. Well, I understand facing mountains. And if you're facing a mountain today, just know 
that this is the perfect time for you to have some mountain moving faith. But just know that big things don't always move quickly. In fact, sometimes they don't even want to budge. Your mountain is not going to move just by your saying one time, verily, verily, I say to you, be you removed. No, you're going to have to lock your feet down. You're going to have to look that mountain right in the eye, and you're going to have to tell that mountain, look, I am not moving until you move. Faith does not move until the mountain moves. And faith doesn't take no for an answer. And you know, you, you don't have to take no for an answer because God's already given you the answer. God already revealed the answer to you through his spirit, through his word. He disclosed this truth to you through revelation. Truth is powerful. Truth is more powerful than any obstacle. Truth is more powerful than any situation. Truth is more powerful than any circumstance that you might be facing. So now that you have the truth, just dig your heels in and continue hanging on to that truth. Continue declaring that truth. Continue seeing that truth. Continue seeing your way out of what you're currently facing. And just know, if you won't give up, that God, who is famous for doing the impossible, is going to bring that situation that you're uh, believing for into manifestation in the natural. Nothing is impossible with God. In fact, the word impossible is not even in God's vocabulary. And it really should not be in our vocabulary either. I want to share a story with you about my father. My dad had a successful career in the military, uh, eventually retiring as a full bird colonel. But when he was a younger man, he, he wanted to get his business degree. And so he made an appointment. He scheduled an appointment to counsel with the dean. Well, when he went into the dean's office and told the dean that what he was wanting to do, uh, the dean told my dad, well, it's a minimum two-year requirement. It's going to take you two years to get your business degree. Well, my dad said, well, I don't have that much time. I'll do it in one year. Well, the dean looked at my dad like he was crazy. He said, son, you can't do that. You cannot get your degree in one year's period of time. That's impossible. You just can't do it. Well, my father looked at the dean and he said, sir, I want to try to achieve the impossible. Well, holding on to his belief, my dad worked hard and within one year's period of time, my father got his business degree. You see, he held on to the belief of what he knew was going to happen. He didn't let anyone else speak into his life. Now, what would have happened if he did let that doubt and unbelief get into his heart and get into his spirit? What would have happened if he would have allowed the words, <clears throat> excuse me, of the dean to change his thought process? to steal his belief and his faith. What would have happened? One of my favorite songs is a song about faith. It's been one of my favorite songs for many years. And, and I want to quote to you a verse found in this song. 
And the verse is, overcome the odds, you don't have a chance. When the world says you can't, it will tell you that you can. We can overcome what looks impossible to other people by our faith because faith says that we can. Others might say we can't, but faith says that we can. So when others are trying to discourage you in what you're believing for, don't listen to the doubters. Don't let their unbelief get into your spirit because if you do, that will weaken your faith. Now, recently I was talking to a woman about a faith challenge that I'm walking through currently. And as I was talking to this lady, she began listening to my story and she said, well, you're just going to have to accept what you're going through. You're just going to have to accept the circumstances that you're currently facing. Well, the more I listened to this woman, I began to ponder on what she was telling me. And as I began thinking about what she was saying to me, I began thinking, well, maybe I do just need to accept my circumstances. Maybe, maybe I do. I found myself saying, maybe I do need to accept the circumstances. Well, it didn't take long before I realized what I was doing, and I shook off that doubt and unbelief. And I told her, no, I am not accepting these circumstances. I am hanging on to what I am believing for. I am hanging on to my faith. And I am going to have an amazing testimony when this all comes to a fruition. I'm going to have an amazing testimony. But I had to shake off what she was trying to tell me. I, I couldn't allow that doubt and unbelief to get into my spirit. You see, doubt is like a cancer. And if we allow it to get into our hearts and to get into our spirits, we will eventually lose our faith. And so we got to keep some people out of our lives sometimes in order to be able to maintain our faith. Now, Jesus understood the importance of maintaining an atmosphere of faith. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in Mark chapter five, the Bible tells us that a synagogue ruler named Jairus approached Jesus. He fell at his feet and he begged Jesus to come to his house because his daughter was dying. So Jesus left with him. Now, while they were on their way to the house, a woman interrupted Jesus. It was actually the woman with the issue of blood, and she, she stopped Jesus, and Jesus paused long enough to interact with this woman. Well, while this was occurring, some men approached Jairus and told him that his daughter had died. Well, Jesus immediately looked at Jairus and said, he said, uh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe. Well, now they left to go to the home of Jairus. But when they left, Jesus only allowed certain people to go with him. He only allowed Peter, James, and John to go with him to his home. When they arrived to the home, there was quite a commotion. There was wailing and there was crying. And, and when Jesus went into the house, he said, well, why all the commotion? <laughs> he said, this child isn't dead, but she's only sleeping. When Jesus said this, people started laughing at him. And the Bible says that after Jesus put the people out, he took the little girl by the hand and he said, little girl, I say to you, get up. And the Bible says that immediately the little girl stood up and walked around. When you're in the process of believing for what others might 
think is impossible, you might have to put some people out of your life. You may have to remove others and keep them at a distance so that doubt does not get into your heart and into your spirit. You see, it's important to maintain an atmosphere of faith while you are fighting the faith walk. This is going to empower you to be able to maintain your faith. Now, others might laugh at you when you tell them what you're believing for. They might think you're absurd. Well, that's fine. They can think what they want to think as long as they're thinking it from a distance. You see, they don't have the truth that you have. They didn't invest the time that you did in prayer. They didn't invest the time that you did getting into God's word. And God didn't speak to them about your situation, but he spoke to you. He spoke to you when he gave you that truth. He spoke to you when he showed you divine revelation. He spoke to you. So what you need to do is continue holding on to your faith and continue to maintain that atmosphere of faith because that's going to empower you to be able to keep your faith. That's going to empower you to be able to stay in the faith fight. Continue speaking over your circumstances. Continue speaking life. Continue speaking what God showed you. It might take some time. It might take more than a day or a week, or it may even take uh, several years for you to be able to see in the natural the manifestation of what you are believing for. It might take some time. You might be watching today and you might be thinking, that's just exactly what I'm going through. I've been doing everything that you are teaching today. I've been maintaining an atmosphere of faith. I have removed certain people from my life, certain people that have tried to steal my faith, faith, certain people that were trying to get me to get into doubt and belief. I've been doing all that. I, I've been doing that for years. When is God going to come through? When is God going to bring the answer in the natural for what I've been believing for? I've been believing for many years. When is God going to bring the answer in the natural? Well, I understand it's very difficult to continue to maintain faith sometime for many years. I understand that. But I also understand that that is another tactic and scheme of the enemy. You see, he would want you to get focused on how long that it is taking for your answer to manifest in the natural. He'll want you to get focused on that so that you'll begin to say, gosh, <sighs> Out of your mouth. I, I guess God just has forgotten me. He wants you to, you know, think that God has forgotten you or he'll, he'll begin to tell you, you know, it's taken long. You might as well just forget about it. It's, it's taking too long. No, we don't want to focus on how long that it is taking. We've got to understand that God told you yes, that the answer is coming, but we've got to understand that it is coming in God's timing, not in our timing, but in God's timing, because God is not concerned about time, but he is concerned with timing. You see, God knows exactly when he wants to bring about a particular time in your life. So we have to trust in remembering 
that God's timing is perfect. So don't grow weary in your belief, but know that in due season, what you're believing for is going to happen in due season. Your delay doesn't mean that God has denied you, but what it might, be, uh, what it might mean is that when you see in the natural, the manifestation of what you're believing for, it's going to be better than you ever imagined. Yes, God told you that you have the victory. He's told you that, but there's some things that God hasn't told you. You see, because there's going to be some surprises, some surprises that are going to be coming along with that. Some amazing things that are going to happen when that occurs in your life. When you see the victory manifesting in your life, it's going to happen, but God's got some surprises for you because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we could ever ask or imagine. So keep standing in faith. Keep fighting the faith fight. Keep walking in faith and in obedience. Keep walking in the truth for as long as it's going to take for you to win. Don't give up. Because if you just won't give up, your season of victory is coming to you. Praise God. Well, maybe you're watching today and, and you would like to begin fighting the faith fight because you're facing such a huge problem in your life. But maybe you've never exercised your faith. Maybe you've never exercised your faith because you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ. Well, I'd like to encourage you that the first step of faith is putting your faith in Jesus. Now, I would love to pray with you and help you to take that first step. It's really quite simple. All you have to do is invite him into your life. You don't have to work at being good enough. There's nothing you have to do, but simply take the step of faith and invite Jesus into your life. I would love to pray with you. You don't have to work at it. You don't have to be good enough. Ephesians 2 and 8 promises us, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves. It is a gift of God and not by works that no one can boast. It's a gift from God. Won't you receive this free gift? Let's pray together right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the Son of God. I believe that you're the Son of God. I thank you for the forgiveness of all my sins. I ask right now that you would come into my life and that you would take over and that you would lead me and you would guide me and that you would reveal truth to me in my life. I accept you right now into my life, the free gift that has been offered to me. Well, thank you for praying that prayer with me today and, and thank you for joining me today on Speak Life. I would love for you to check out my website that can be found at www.shannonlittleministries.org. I hope that you'll check that out. I have an amazing testimony on there that I think will really encourage you. And I'd also like to hear from you. So I hope that you'll send in your prayer request so I can pray with you and encourage you to continue to stand in faith. Again, that's www.shannonlittleministries.org. Well, I pray that you have a tremendously blessed day 
And remember to always speak life.